Hey everyone, welcome to the Stone Genius. I know I don't have any lead-in music, intro music, or outro music. That will change eventually. Uh, Welcome to episode one, season one of the Stone Genius. I am TSG, the Stone Genius, otherwise known as Ro. So anyway, this podcast will be dedicated to, I guess, the way I think. So I do have a genius level IQ at 136. Puts me in the top 1%. Actually, the top 0.87% if you want to nail that down. So out of every 100 people, that means there is no one smarter than me in a room. It has to be a room of 200 people or more. And I do take that back. If our daughter Trinity is in the room with me, then I would come in second nearly all the time. So anyway, I'm just going to talk about stuff that bothers me, things that why genius see things differently than little brains would see them, normal people, if you will. We'll talk about what I see as the disappearance of genius, and then... I don't know. I just wanted, I actually do a couple other podcasts. One with a co-host out of New York City. I am not in New York City. And then another one that I do with my wife. And I enjoyed them very much. But I needed something where I could really, uh, well, the podcast with my wife. I am myself. But I don't always address the topics that I may want to. That could be due to lack of interest with my wife or co-host wanting to do those topics or a number of reasons. So one of my big things that I always complain about is cancel culture. Talked about on the other podcast, I read a story earlier this morning that Aquafina, and I don't know what Aquafina's titles are. I know that she is an actress, actor. I know that I be, I don't I don't know. I everything else I just believe. I think she does comedy. I don't know. So anyway, I like Aquafina. I know who it is. I would be able to pick her out of a lineup, most likely and probably. And she was having to apologize for having what was called a black scent where she appeared or sounded black. Hold on. I should have something for that. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. I don't think people need to apologize. I think people need to be who they are. I think they need to be honest with that. And then let others decide. Everyone seems to be so... By everyone. Everyone except for geniuses. Seems to be so concerned with what other people think. My wife and I, we have been together for 26 years. She thinks it's odd that I never, that if I say something about someone talking about me, that I seem shocked. But I just never think about that. There's nothing that I do in my life that I do for others except for my wife. Meaning I I don't dress for others. I don't I'm not gonna change my behavior for others. And people get what they get. Often I have been called an a hole, which 
most people don't know, stands for awesome. So I was an awesome hole. Still am. Thank you very much. Um, but people know that. In fact, I had a conversation with at work. I was talking to a young woman that I work with. <clears throat> I mean, she's in her 20s. She's She has a child. A sub five, the child. In any way, I have made comments with her, to her that have made her extremely mad where she will stop talking to me. And then she will continue talking to me. And the reason for that backstory is I was talking to her and someone else came up. And they, they needed me. And they were behind me. And she had said something to him. And I turned around and I had a conversation with him. I don't even know what the conversation was. I know what it was about, but I don't remember the conversation. I don't remember being overly not myself. I just, I, I just thought it was a conversation. Afterwards, this person said, the young lady I was talking to, she goes, wow. that what? They didn't understand. They had never seen me be like that with a person before. So, of course, they need it. And I go, well, just so you know, I don't like it. I go, I don't, I, if, I don't need people to like me as opposed to other people. My wife, if my wife likes me and my kids tolerate me, we're all good. So, I just don't, I don't give a rat's patootie about what anyone else thinks about anything about me. And so... They this one. This lady was talking about how I was being odd, not myself. And I go, well, I don't want to be like that. And her exact statement was, "Why don't you just be mean to him like you are to me? Then he won't talk to you anymore." And I said her name, and I go, "But you're still talking to me. In fact, you're doing it with me right now." And she just started laughing. The problem that most people have with me, and when they talk about me for the most part of if people have said, hey, I've heard about you, it's generally because I've pissed someone off by saying something that was true and factual. So it makes them mad because I called them out, I did something, whatever, and then they come back because typically I am not saying it with malice or intent to injure with my words, but I may say something that that other people it may it may hurt their I don't know what it does to them because it doesn't do it to me. So I can't speak for them. Whatever it does, they will stop talking to me a while and then they just can't keep quiet and they have to come back and talk to me. Um, and if the person that I'm speaking about, who I think listens to my other podcast, but they listen to this one, they will know exactly who I am talking about and they probably will not talk to me for a couple of days and then they'll start talking to me again, which is fine. So we'll talk about stuff like that. I probably have my daughter on, but like, it's not like my wife's a slouch or our oldest daughter either. Our oldest daughter, she has her master's um, in psychology. She is amazing. 
She's on the fence whether to go for a PhD or not, has a tremendous job right now. So she's not a slouch. She just has to work. She just doesn't process. So the biggest thing, if you're not used to a true genius, and if you're not, there's no reason you'd be listening to this podcast because you wouldn't understand it. Um, it, it's how we process information. Like in me, I do not get upset at things that have ever happened in the past because I, I learn from each one of those. The thing that catch me off guard, and I'll speak about this one. So yesterday, my wife and I were going to church. Yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I go to church. No, I don't sound like it. Sorry. Anyway, uh, we're getting ready to go to church. And I love to dress up. That's one reason I wanted to go to church instead of stay at home and watch it on TV, which we could have done. I wanted to go. I wanted to dress up. I wanted. I got some new suits, so I wanted to dress up. I've only worn, I wore my new tuxedo once since I got it. And so I was going to wear one of my new suits, get it all on, getting ready to do my tie, and I cannot tie a tie. The weird thing is, I mean, I've done it a thousand times in the past, but at that point, my hands, I have arthritis, my hands decided they just were not even going to accept signals from my brain and just not tie a tie. In fact, I tied it so poorly one time when I took it off when I was just trying to undo it, and I'm trying to be gentle just because of my hand. It got in a knot, and so I finally had to get my phone, call my wife, who I can see outside waiting for me to drive off to church. I go, you have two options. Go without me or come inside because I had that frame of mind I was in. I probably did not need to be going to church. Actually, I probably 100% needed to be going to church, but I didn't which leads into the next part of my story from this week. So speaking of church, ran into our pastor, the church that we go to here in the Midwest, <clears throat> is one of the largest mainline uh, Protestant churches in the nation. And I ran into our pastor, and we've been members there for over 20 years. And because of the size of our church, well over 20,000 members, and with the pandemic, people not going to church a lot, the pastor would not have known me. They probably would have, in years past, they probably would have seen me and, and it would have clicked. In this instance, it did, and I said something, and the pastor was looking for some type of equipment that I sell. And so I was talking to them about it, and I said, hey, I do some podcasts. I'd be very interested in having you on, especially the sermon series that they're on right now was on finding difficulty to believe, whether that's you find it difficult to believe in the origin story of the New Testament, if you're a Christian, if you have, whatever the case might be, if, if you have doubt, if you're wondering why good things happen to bad, or good things happen to bad people. Well, yes, wonder that too. Why do good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? It's because the universe doesn't give a shit. So... Um, I wanted to have our pastor on because I would be very interested. I'm an ancient aliens type of guy. I just wouldn't discount it. If you see how how quickly things deteriorated to say that the earth wasn't populated at some point, 
and that no matter how advanced they were, it could it could have totally gone away. I sure I'll buy that. I'll buy that as much as yeah. I'll buy that. So anyway, I would just like to ask. There are some people like my parents who raised me, which is why I'm a Christian. You know, and I'd be Muslim if I was raised Muslim. And so that's, I do believe that there is something in this cosmos going on. There's no way I meet my wife otherwise. If you've met me, met my wife, or seen us, you will 100% understand what I'm talking about. So that being said, so one of the other podcasts I do is called The Longest One Night Stand with Bobby and Rhodes with my wife, Bobby, and we just celebrated our 26th anniversary of our one-night stand, which is still going, obviously. So I knew the morning after. The roommate that I had, Kristen, who's how I met Bobby, I told her after I took Bobby home, because it was a one-night stand, I told her, I told Kristen, I go, I met the the girl I'm going to marry, and now we've been together for 26 years. I don't know. Because I was never like that. If you ever dated me before, people would be like, what the fudge sickle? Because I I would I'd be into someone and then if I met someone new, I'd be like, Hey, number one, sorry, things aren't working out, I go to number two. Um and so I emotions for people just not really part of what I do. And so, but I knew with my wife. So I 100% believe there's something guiding. But if aliens arrived on Earth tomorrow, today, oh, that'd be so awesome. Don't get me started. Don't, I'm talking to myself at that point. Don't get me started because I'll do that. And Aquafina with a black scent, I may get canceled because I just used an old white guy who seems like he's on the radio while trying to sell a newspaper. Anyway. I don't even know what I was talking about at this point. Oh, aliens, if they arrive. I just hope that on a day they arrive, it's early in the morning. I don't want to be at work all day and then have this happen. I'd rather it be early in the in the morning. So, oh, like uh, Will Smith in Independence Day. First thing in the morning, he's going outside to get the newspaper. Boom, there he sees it. So that's how I'd like it to be. But if, if aliens showed up, my parents said that they would be devastated that they wouldn't it's like their whole existence is based on their relationship with in in this instance Christ or whomever so you you follow and once again I am a Christian so but to me it doesn't matter so if someone showed up <clears throat> In a spaceship, and say they're from, it doesn't matter, 10,000, 100,000, million years, not in the future, but more advanced civilization. And they've been around. And we said something about God or Muhammad or whomever. And they're like, no, never heard of them. And say they, I would think that they would know more about death at that point, too. I don't know that for a fact, but that's something that I would hedge to guess and bet that they would know more about death. If they could say, oh, no, and actually tell you, explain, and show you what happens after you die, nothing, no, no, nothing, or something, whatever that is, they're able to explain it, show it, demonstrate it. 
what do you do with your religion at that point? I mean, what do you do with your morality at that point? And that's why I think it's so funny that so many people are hinged on that, especially conservatives. So I am an independent. I have always been an independent. I've always been a registered independent. Actually, in the state that I live, it's not. We're called independents, but we are unaffiliated or not affiliated. It's not. You don't register as an independent. You register as not affiliated with any party, which makes you an independent. Something else people don't understand is... Words, facts, details matter. So anyway, I just, if aliens showed up and they're like, nope, that's, that's, that's not a thing. When, when you die, you're just dead. It's over. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I wouldn't live my, I don't think I'd live my life any differently. And if anything, I think it would be less fear. Because I wouldn't have to worry about the afterlife. It was just over. Then I just, oh, you know, turn that light off. So I will tell you, though, recently I'm in my 50s. I'm 54. I got a new Xbox Series X, uh, my other Xbox. Oddly enough, about the time that the Xbox Series X became available, it started having issues. Hmm. Xbox. So anyway, I got that. And when I played the new Madden game, I told my wife afterwards that I am 100% certain that we live in a simulation. Which, just think about, if you're listening to a podcast in a simulation, <laughs> what kind of programming is that? Anyway, I I played, I was playing Madden, just the detail that they put into it. And when people are like, well, yeah, but that's, you know, it is what it is. If you compare it to 50 years ago, to Atari or Pong or whatever was going on in the 70s, I remember it was Pong, late 70s. I remember we didn't have a Pong machine, but some neighbors did. And I used to always go over, I hated them, but I just wanted to play Pong because it was a video game. And that seemed like science fiction at that time. But the advances that they've made from Pong to the current next-gen games, once again, how how about if you had a 1,000, a 10,000, a 100,000, a million-year head start on that technology from what we have? They've been doing it that long. Because once... Once a simulation, a true simulation could be done, then it could be replicated infinite number of times. And that would mean there would be only one actual reality. Although there could be more, I'm open that too. There'd be only one actual reality with all these other simulations. So I have often said that I don't discount that we could be in a simulation. I also say that my life is much like Minecraft that if I'm not seeing it, it's not happening. So like in Minecraft, if you've played that and you're, you're going forward, you know, stuff will start appearing on the horizon. Well, if you had a, you had built something, some sort of homestead and populated it with animals. Well, when I go back to the other side of the map or the other side of what, I don't know how it's described. So others, you're, you can no longer see that part of the map where you are. You've traveled so far. 
So if that's destroyed, it's like Schrodinger's cat. It's both there and not there. It's both dead and alive at the same time. It's So I don't know if the animals got... I don't know anything until I actually see it again. And that's how I feel like my life is. I do sometimes worry about whether... Oh my gosh, if they use this, one reason I've been afraid to do a, just a podcast on my own that wasn't sports related, because this is replacing the Tampa Bay sports, talking Tampa Bay sports with the row. So I was always, I had always joked that one day my podcast could be used against me in a court of law. And it was just a, it was a joke. It really is. But I'm afraid that I could, I'm not afraid I could say anything that's going to get me in trouble, but I, it's crossed my mind. That's why on my other podcast with my wife and my co-host, especially my co-host, because that guy's done things in his life, I can't get someone else canceled. So. That being said, aliens being said, let's get back to a visit at my place of establish or place of work to the pastor at our church. So came in, we started talking. I had mentioned the podcast. He was like, That's amazing. I would love to be on it. Now, first of all, this person is super nice. Um I'm gonna talk about the righteous gemstones. I gotta write that down here in a second because I'll forget other stuff otherwise but this person you would if you've ever listened to him seen him this particular pastor you would expect nothing but a smile let me rephrase in the 20 plus years i can only speak for myself and this is what i try to do as a genius i don't try to throw those statements out there and just lump it in so everyone's so i can get one person out there to agree with me all I can speak for is myself, is that I would not expect anything besides him. Because he is actually like, oh, yeah, I be- and I, I believe this is almost exactly what he said, if not verbatim. Oh, yeah, tell me your name again. Like he ever knew my name. But that's just <clears throat> his friendly down home. That's, that's him being great with people. So he said he didn't want to be in. Or he said he did. he would be in the podcast, I just needed to reach out to him, which I know how to reach out to him. I thought that would be cool. And then when I got home that night, I started, and this is, I I started talking to my wife and told her this. And then I go, you know what? I don't think it'd be a good idea for him to be on the podcast because he has everything to lose and nothing to gain. There is no benefit for him to come on my podcast and talk to me about just even entertain. He doesn't need to do that because we have sat in church before where he said something far less out there, out there than aliens and people get up and walk out during the middle of church, never to return. I used to run our church golf league and we had, over 50 players playing in that every week. And I would hear about people that were upset with a sermon or what was going on. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, really? But sometimes people don't think, and that's why I'm there to try to help them think. So 
I thought about it. I was like, there is nothing for him to gain to be on the podcast. So that leads to yesterday morning, Sunday morning, when I was trying to do my time. And I couldn't. I was so frustrated. But then it finally... I accepted the fact that maybe I wasn't supposed to be at church. I accepted the fact that maybe if I went to church that he would see me and be, I know this is me with a lot of hubris, I get that, but him going, yes, I really want to be on it, and me having to tell him no. So I just avoid him. (laughs) Hold on. I just avoid him. No. (laughs) No. Uh, actually, that was recorded last time I had sex with my wife. Nope. There we go. So, um, so anyway, it, it was interesting because, so my wife comes in, we missed that the, the our time to go. So we decided we were going to watch church on television. And when the sermon came on, it was about, some people believe that your life is predetermined by God, that every step you take, every move you make, that it's already been predetermined. Like me meeting my wife. There was no way I was going to, every choice I had made previous in my life led me to the point to that drunk girl in the bar that said she had to go home with me 26 years ago. So meaning that you don't have free will, which I don't understand. And the sermon wasn't for that. He was actually talking about how some people believe that. And and I definitely, I mean, yeah. and see, that's the weird thing, is I think that I was supposed to meet my wife but I also think with free will that some things, while they may be predetermined and points in your life may be points in my life may be for someone else as well. They could have been for my kids. So nothing like nothing in their life seemed to be predetermined except for I met Bobby at a, at a drunk at a bar, took her home, and then we had a baby nine and a half months later. So, you know, maybe it's for them. You know, people have always said, well, you know, you got to find out what, what your purpose is in life. Well, maybe my purpose in life was just to have two amazing children. So I don't know. I'm not going to figure it out. That's for sure. I've given it thought, though. So anyway, I didn't think he should be on the podcast because I thought it would actually be detrimental to him to be on there. So maybe that, so the reason I mentioned this and then it loops back into the predetermined is sometimes you need to do what's best for others. And sometimes I for, I think I forget that. And sometimes I need that point to be driven home in an emphatic way. Because there are times where one of the things I love to do is I used to be a trainer. I love to speak. I love to teach. And I enjoy when I look in someone's eyes and I see that they get it. 
whatever it is, they get it. So I, with things being predetermined, it's, it's hard for me because, you know, I don't even know where I stand on that. So here's the thing about a genius also, and I'm sure I'll talk about it quite a bit, is just because we're a genius, if someone's a genius doesn't mean they know everything. I know a lot of people that are very, very smart and know a lot more about subjects or even, I want to say general things, but I don't think that, I know that's not true. Here's another thing is I, I, you will hear me correcting myself when I say I think, because I almost always know because I do not like to deal in what ifs and maybes. So sometimes I'll be like, well, I think, and it's, and then you'll hear me say, no, I know. Like, I think I, I think I'm, I have an appointment at this time. No, I know I have an appointment or I don't know. I don't know. I have an appointment sometime. I don't. So anyway, um, you know, I don't know what to to think. Am I? Things keep changing about me. You know, I grew up where it was a very clear heaven and hell, and then you know you get more. The more stoned I get, the more I smoke, the more I like to think about the what ifs and maybes and what have yous. Um, just in life, I mean. You know, so here's the thing that I, I find troubling is that, and I'll speak towards Christianity because that's how I was raised, that often they like to speak about God as a father figure. But then a lot of the things that they say that we need to accept, if our earthly fathers treated us like that, we'd tell them to fuck off. Now, here's another thing. I cuss a lot. And now I use it, I use it, not because I lack a better vocabulary. I use it because there's nothing nothing like an emphatic F. Like if I if I could say Frank off and you guys you probably would understand that, but it's not a there's already a word. And just because some people are upset with that word and don't like it, because I'm pretty sure the word fuck wasn't around two thousand years ago. It'd be cool if it was. I mean I mean, there had to be a term for it, you know, the violent slapping of bodies together, but whatever. Um, but I, I've changed. Like when I think about, so one thing our pastor used to say, and I used to go along with this, is that when you need, and I'll use myself as an example, when you need patience, God does not give you patience. He puts you in a position where you can demonstrate patience. And I always thought that sounded good. That sounds good when someone is saying it. And the prettier the person, male or female, saying that, binary, non-binary, whatever, the more attractive the person saying it, the more you'll be like, yes, that is true. And that is not true. So, um, the biggest thing about, for me, is the way I process information and see things. 
and solve problems. Um, and I'll talk about it a lot over there, but you know, with, with wanting to be as nice as possible to people, it is sometimes difficult because I have to, I, and this is probably the Libra in me coming out. And I know as a genius, I should be smarter than saying, well, talking about my horoscope sign, but Libra is the scales. And that is me 100%. I like things to be fair. That's why I love hockey. Hockey, it's very straightforward. If you need to settle something, there is a way to settle that. It's called a fight. You guys figure out whether you're going to do this. You discuss it. You do it. Then you both spend five minutes in timeout, and hopefully it's been solved, and it hasn't. You do it again. So I just have found it difficult to when people will say stuff like, well, God's going to put you in a place to demonstrate patience. I get so mad. In fact, I have talked to my wife. If you've read the Bible, probably like uh, Lamentations, maybe uh, Job, some of the Psalms, I have very robust conversations with God sometimes. And my wife I do believe for a portion of our marriage, she thought that I would be either struck down by lightning or an abyss would open up, and she did not want to be near me during those times. So I did tell her within the last year that she should not be concerned with the way that I speak with God. My relationship with God and who I... who who I'm interacting with when I'm having conversations. Those conversations, I go, do not be concerned about those conversations. I go, the con- what you need to be concerned with is when I don't have those conversations, when I no longer talk to God. I go, if you want to be concerned about me at some point, be concerned with me at that point. Because that's when, because right now I'm still, I have those conversations. And usually, usually they're like, why do you hate me so fucking much, God? And I know he doesn't. And I someone needs, I hope they don't because I am very tender at my age. Needs to come and slap me upside the head. I am very well aware of everything that I have. I have blessings and abundance. I am 100% aware of that. But, you know, you get focused on one thing. Like my tie yesterday. And that's why I was trying not to get mad because I know I was going to church. And so I was just like, but I do, and I have those conversations like, if you want to understand up why I'm pissed all the time, it's little things like this, things that should take a matter of minutes. I get it. <clears throat> I have dexterity issues. Um, so that if you heard humming in the background, ugh, that was our Doberman. She's not happy I'm still doing this podcast at this point. So... Um, but I told my wife to be worried if I didn't have those conversations. You know, I've been rethinking hell. If there is a... So my thoughts on heaven, because I have no idea. I can't even fathom the guess. Uh, I, I can guess, and I would guess, and I'll tell you if you want my... what I think heaven will be like. But I think heaven will be two things. One of two things. It'll be either amazing... Or it'll be nothing. It'll either be amazing beyond <clears throat> anything we could ever even imagine. 
And the reason I bring that up is the way I process information is at our church a few years back, we're in a small group, um, like a Bible study. I am so sorry. I keep clearing my throat. So anyway, we were talking about what we thought heaven would be like. And the only thing I remember is one of the people said they thought that we would be spend eternity at the feet of God singing his praises. And I remember visibly saying, visibly, audibly saying, yeah, well, that's not my heaven. I mean, I never even, you could have given me an infinite number of guesses, and that probably would not have rolled off my tongue. I assume that after a million years or something, it probably would have rolled off my tongue because I would have been like, have I used that one yet? But that that's not, I wouldn't have guessed that. So now I like to ask people. So, man, I'm tying a lot of stuff in here today. The person, the young lady at my work, who says that I mean to her, by the way, <clears throat> I asked her what she thought heaven would be like once while we're at work. And she goes, well, I think we'll have jobs. And there is another, it was a coworker on the other side. And I asked them, I go, I asked him my name. I said, did you hear that? What do you think of that? And they just said, I don't know about that. And I laughed because then I go, well, how do you know that you're not dead already then? And she goes, well, I would have a better job than this. And then I, because then this is when I become the dick. Because then I get all huffy. I'm like, oh, so now you're telling God what kind of job you're going to have in the afternoon. Real cool. And then I just say their name and walk off. So, but I just, there are a lot of things, you know, and I didn't think originally, I will say this. My initial reaction, as it was, was how do you know you're not? dead already then is more spot on than I thought because I didn't think if you would have asked me well what what's your occupation going to be in heaven I'd be like I don't think I would have said that I why I'm not going to work but then I when I think about it why wouldn't we why wouldn't we have something to do if there is an afterlife after let's say after earth not afterlife because if it's continuing then it should be called after earth damn it that's awesome. I mean, I know that's a TV movie. I don't know. A movie something after Earth, I think. But that's really what it should be called and not after life. So after Earth, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have a job? Why would you just expect to spend X number of years here on the planet Earth? Let's like, say somewhere between... 50 and 90 years on the planet Earth, and then you get to spend eternity just living it up or living it down, living wherever you happen to be. So I actually gave that. I don't know. I don't want a job, but it'd probably be cooler than the one that I have here on Earth, except for podcast hosts, because that's the best job ever. Actually, if smoking marijuana would be one, I would, I would do that. So... And I will. I didn't mention it earlier. I'll probably do a trailer for this show. This is the end of episode one. And if you've made it 40 minutes in, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Please don't hesitate to follow me. New episodes will be out sometime. I'm hoping for weekly, maybe even more often than that. I was thinking I could actually do this daily, but 
I don't know if I have enough content or drive to do this daily. So anyway, what have I, what have I taught you in 40 minutes? <clears throat> Nothing. You're welcome. I actually gave that one thought. I was like, I'm going to do something that needs applause and boom. Producer and host. Hey. Uh, let's see. So on an upcoming podcast, I'm going to talk about why people are the worst. Um, I'll talk about Jack Reacher. I'll talk about how much of what Jack Reacher does is what a genius does. Because often what a genius does, the way they process information, I do believe can be learned. I don't think it's easy and it needs to become natural because hesitation is not good on anything. So I think that you could probably teach it. It's but it can be difficult. You have to have that right mindset. When I used to do interviews and teach people how to do interviews, there was certain people that were very adept naturally at asking follow-up questions. There were people that could be coached into what to look for and what type of question that may require a follow-up question or what type of answer may require. And then you have people that are oblivious that you could set them up something that needs a follow-up question and they wouldn't ask it. So, um, so the, the way that you process information, the way that I process information is I eliminate a lot of things. Um, on my LinkedIn profile, it says something the, I don't know the exact quote I should, if you're a genius, you should, I get people that say that shit all the time. I want to go. Okay. Um, but genius is a madman, uh, Pay what? Pay attention to what others ignore. Meaning that things that seem like when my wife goes, "How did you know that? Like, how do you didn't know that was going to happen in a movie or something?" And I will say, "Well, early, like in the first scene or the opening credits or something was said, and it, it was so far out of place." But some people don't see it, and then some people. So my my wife has gotten very good about that. There was one time we were watching a movie and said something and she had mentioned that the person didn't have a bag in their hand. They go, well, and, and it was funny that they had said that because I didn't even catch that. And there are things that, that I, that are caught that, that are weird. And people will be like, so we were watching Joe millionaire a couple nights ago. And in the latest episode on the group date, there is a part and I'm watching, and I go, hold on. I go, have I been doing my belts wrong? And my wife's like, what are you talking about? I go, his his belt's on backwards. It goes the wrong direction. So like when I loop mine in, and I'm left-handed, so I don't know if this makes a difference. So looking down at my waist, I start feeding it in on the left side, comes out on the right side. And I'm going to be really embarrassed. No, I'm not going to be embarrassed because I don't give a shit. But at 54 years, I've been doing this wrong the whole time, then so be it. So it, so it feeds through my front left around my back to the front right. And so then he comes back and my wife's like, no, his belt's fine. And it was fine. I was like, no, because it was just, and it was, it was quick. I mean, I kept missing it when I went back because it is literally one to two seconds where they show him and his belt is backwards. It is his belt has literally been taken off and put in backwards. 
So see, then I'm ruined for the rest of the show because I want to know why his belt was off, completely off, completely out of his pants. Or whether maybe that's how he fed it through and then someone's like, that's not how. Maybe he didn't know how to wear a belt. Maybe I still am the genius and know how to wear a belt. Actually, if you're still listening to this at this point, do not judge your level of mental acuity based on whether you know the correct way to wear a belt or not. I would I would hazard to guess that is not a minimum standard for genius. I'm I, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure of that. So on this show, I don't know if it'll be on this show. It probably will. I'll probably, there'll be interviews that I do that I'll probably both release here on the Stone Genius and on the Roro show with Steven, my other show. There is one that I will have the head of the International High IQ Society, who is based in the Netherlands. And if you're a genius, you can probably tell me what the difference between Holland and the Netherlands are, because most people think they're different countries. Um. So I'm I'm hoping to have her on the show. We've communicated. We're trying to figure out time difference. Um, I like to record on the weekend for the most part. That doesn't bode well for some people, especially when they're literally on the other side of the world. But we'll get that figured out. So that'll be fun to talk to because I do believe that there's geniuses are very difficult to deal with. You've ever known someone that who is truly a genius, not just someone who's very smart, but does stuff and processes information in a way that's so different than everyone else. They're literally one or two in a hundred. Then that's what I'm talking about by, by genius. So we'll, we'll spend the, uh, talking about how I think that's disappearing because we're assholes and we're, and it's, we don't mean to be, it's because we will say stuff and it's like, I don't know why you are upset about that. It's true. Well, a lot of people get upset about true stuff, especially if it's bad true stuff. Like if you did something, if you made a stupid mistake, if you made a mistake and it looks like it was very stupid what you did, that mistake. So we'll we'll talk about um, a lot of things. We'll talk about how we process information, talk about how amazing my wife is that she puts up with me not once but twice. I'll talk about that as well on future episodes. So anyway... I hope to have some intro music or outro music. If I ever mess up and say in row or out row, which is my name, row, it's because on my soundboard, the time, the first time I let my wife produce our show, which basically just means being in full control, question everything, where it says intro and outro is where I have music, my lead in and out music on my Roro show with Steven podcast. Well, she thought it said in row and out row, which I don't even know what that means. It sounds sexual and sounds fun. So maybe we'll find that out. Anyway, if you made it into 47 minutes of the stone genius, thank you so much. Enjoy whatever you're doing. The rest of whatever day, night, afternoon you have going on. I hope to put these out more often than not, because I like to talk shit about people. And this would be a great place to do it. Kind of anonymous. Wow. Anonymously. So, but not really. So you can find me if you need me. Anyway, thank you for joining. I keep wanting, I know I keep saying that I want to hit music to lead me out, but maybe because this is the first episode, 
I should just leave us with this. Thank you all.